episode. We are live at Level Up Expo for a special pop culture cosmos. We'll be talking Avengers Endgame. We'll also be talking Mortal Kombat 11, your favorite video game soundtracks. Again, no spoilers on Avengers Endgame. And also as well, we're going to be talking about what are you looking forward to the rest of this year in pop culture. All this and more on our latest episode of Pop Culture Cosmos! All right, you guys rock. Give yourselves a big hand. Yes. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thank you so much for being part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. My name is Gerald Glassford from the Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there right here at Level Up Expo listening to our show tonight and also as well everybody out there around the world on syndicated radio and podcast listening to our show as well. I also want to again remind our, our great, great crowd that's here, any questions that you have, general non-spoiler questions on Avengers Endgame, Mortal Kombat, your video game soundtrack memories, or anything pop culture events that you're waiting for for the rest of the year, please feel free to come up all right here on the microphone. You can ask our panel. So let's go ahead and start with our panel. Who is here today? Please announce yourselves. Come on, guys. These are great guests of ours that have been on our show many times right here on the Pop Culture Cosmos. All right, all right. I'll start. I'll kick it off. My name is Chad Smith, and uh, I make music videos, and I produce music and create my own music. It's called Hyper Schmidt, and I wrote it down if you guys want to look it up. Hyper, S-C-H-M-I-T-T. It's hard to spell, but if you can type that in, you can find it. So check it out. The songs are awesome on Spotify. I hope you like them. Anyway, I'm going to turn it over on over to Justin here, big dog. All right, what's up? I'm part of the podcast, Topic Apocalypse. We talk about everything. It's a apocalypse of whatever. We are on every social media site at Topic Apocalypse at whichever social media. Check us out. Hi everyone, I'm Tony, I'm from GameSource, I'm also a streamer on Twitch. Uh, you can find my streams at twitch.tv slash darktales with two Z's at the end. I'm the person that created that, by the way, just throwing that out there in case he like, offends anybody. <laughs> <laughs> my name's JV, I'm with GameSource as well, um, Gerald's first love child. It over. So yeah, we do podcasting, we hang out with the Pop Culture Cosmos guys, and that's why we're here today. Hello, we're GoBros Gaming, and uh, first of all, I want to thank everybody for coming. My brother, Octavio, and we're GoBros Gaming Esports Event Coordination Group here in Las Vegas. We're very proud to do so. We've been doing it for a little over a year, and it's, and it's run great. We look forward to doing much, much more with the help of pop culture and everybody who's at this panel at the moment. They've been great. They do so much hard work. We stream also, by the way. I'll turn it over to my brother, who can tell you a little more about that. Yeah, we do GoPros Gaming, Twitch, Mixer, whatever you feel like looking, up us, uh, looking us up on. And if you feel like you have any suggestions for video games or you, know, you don't see enough events around the city for it, please come talk to us. We're ready to throw whatever you want, whenever you want. So just... Uh, and one more thing, we've got two, not one, but two great musical artists today. First of all, give a big hand for Chris, who is Vedius. There you go, Vedius. He has got the absolute weirdest way to spell it, but if you go ahead to uh, any social media, go to Vetives, it's spelled like Vetives, V-E-T-I-V-S, it's Vedius, and he's, you get all of his, it is, 
There you go. Okay. Well, just you know, in case anybody remember, this is also being recorded worldwide. So you know, Vetius V E T I V S on any social media, and also here the guys from uh, the guys also from Serious Damage also here. There you go. All right. Tell us some info on Serious Damage. So we're Serious Damage. We do metal video game covers. Yeah. Alright, alright, once again, yes, serious damage on social media as well. Again, we thank you so much for being part of the event. And if you have any questions to our panel or any one of our guests at any point in time, please come up, just tap me or on the shoulder or whatnot if I'm turned around and I will be glad to give you the microphone, and it's all over to you. I want to ask one thing. We'll have some uh, general discussion, and all of a sudden we'll start talking about something else on a completely different tangent, but it also makes worthwhile. And the guy I do it the most with is my fellow host. He's an awesome guy. He runs Humanica Media. He runs Topicocalypse. He runs a lot of different things. My great friend, my fellow National University graduate, Mr. Josh Peterson. Big hand for Josh Peterson right there. That's my uh, claim to fame. I graduated from National University, everyone. Yes, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. Miracle Fruit Oil does these Vitabrace wristbands. Any gamers out there? Any gamers yeah. out there? Hey, Any gamers? I didn't know we were That's Vitabrace. The, as you hear on my uh, promos all the time, awesome gaming bracelets with Miracle Fruit Oil. They've just been a great company. Also as well, Rob McCallum Films, who's been a great part of our show as well. And of course, Douglas Horby right there, the owner of Retro City Games. He'll be coming up later in the panel as well. He held an awesome Retro City Games charity event. And also, if you, if you love video games, check out his booth right here at the Level Up Expo. Spend lots of money there, you know, because he'll be happy on the way home. I'm telling you right now. But Avengers Endgame is the big deal. It is going to be over, not only the biggest domestic opening of all time, not only the biggest worldwide opening of all time. How many have already seen Avengers Endgame? But it is Avengers Endgame. I want to get your guys' thoughts first off. And you know what? First off, I'm going to start with Octavio. Octavio, when you were sitting next to me, and we were both hearing Salvador Villa nonstop going ooh and ah and wow and ah, ooh and ah. What were your thoughts? By the way, that's Salvador Villa from Mario Party Wars. Check out him at the Level Up Expo. They've been awesome. Octavia, what were your thoughts on Avengers Endgame? Well, overall, I thought it was a pretty great movie, just in general. Like, overall, acting, you know, visuals, everything. It was fantastic. Overall, as a movie, you enjoyed it, correct? Oh, fantastic, yeah, I loved and, it. And I remember, uh, as we talked about on our spoiler cast, where in line in the Marvel Cinematic Universe we think it is. And virtually all of us that were part of that spoiler cast, I will tell you, thought it was in our top five Marvel Cinematic Universe oh, films. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a tremendous time. So anybody who is going to see it, I can tell you it was pretty much worth the wait. You really enjoyed it, didn't yeah, you? I, I, wanted, I doubt they'll listen to this, but you know, the person in front of me, I'm sorry, I kicked their chair a few times because you know, I was jumping. I was, yes, exactly. I was excited. There were some <laughs> wild moment, moments in that, in that whole movie. I'm telling you. It is going to be everything what a Marvel fan has dreamed for. Go ahead, go ahead, Eric. Tell me your thoughts. Don't zone out in space on me, man. Don't let me down, man. All right, first thing I got to say, wow, what a production. A-list actors really don't let you down in this film. 
It is, a, as Gerald said, a roller coaster of emotions, everything a, a Marvel fan could really hope for. I was at the edge of my seat pretty much from beginning to end, and it is a pretty long film. It's three hours, so grab your popcorn and soda and get a couple refills because it's going to be a long one. But I actually posted on our Pop Culture Cosmos Facebook page because there is the latest pop culture news I put on there that there is actually an app which tells you exactly when it is best to go pee. So if you have to go pee, get that app, and you're all set. But basically, try to go before, because there is a, you know, there is a lot of exposition and storytelling, but it is truly worth the wait, and uh, it was just awesome from beginning to end. Jamie? You know, I already said it on our spoiler cast, so i got to watch what I say now, but it's a great movie, and I think I can get away with saying what I said yesterday about it being the love letter to the fans. Yes, it is a love letter to Marvel Cinematic Universe fans. Again, we're not going to try and spoil Avengers Endgame, but we're here to talk great things about it. That's definitely a love letter to the fans. I mean, it gives you what you're looking for to tie everything up in a nice, neat little bow. Is it what fans think they're going to expect? Because there were some twists and turns in it that had me even surprised as well. I think it's going to be a little bit what everybody expects, but at the same time, I don't know whether or not everyone will be happy with it. I'll just leave it at that. But I will say this. It, it was really just a fun time. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I really thought it was good. Tony, you have any thoughts? I love the movie. It was so good, I saw it twice in a 12-hour period. Yes. He's actually going to stay there in a theater and watch it round the clock and see how many times he can see Because you can yeah. see it eight times within a day, just to let you know. I, I would totally do that. Wait, okay. yeah. tell, them, tell them the stats that you told me just, just again. Yeah. So if you so, saw it in a 12-hour period twice, yeah, what does I, that mean? I watched it once, I went to sleep, and then watched it again. I Like, back to back. So I got six hours of movie and then six hours of sleep. Was it, it everything you were hoping for? Oh, yeah. It was, it was fantastic. Trying not to spoil it, it's just, it's difficult, but there, there's a lot of good moments. Just be prepared. Now, Josh, my fellow host on the show, what were your thoughts? This feels like a loaded question. Uh, so I, I liked it a lot. It was, it was a, a fitting into this journey we've been following for 10 plus years. Uh, what really resonated with me was the fact that even in the theater and when you're coming out, just seeing like the emotions that people were experiencing during this thing, like it really goes to show you that it is what Star Wars was for you know our, our, our parents. Like this is a staple of pop culture. This is a moment in time that will never, might never happen again. Oh yeah, I cried. Yeah, dude, I was, I was, I was wiping <laughs> the tears away too. I got me, yeah. Bring a box of Kleenex, or at least one of those small, like, what, $1.50 type packages for the Kleenex, because you will need it because there is some tear-jerky moments, and not necessarily in a bad way. Not necessarily in a bad way, because I know there's a lot of people that have tried to spoil it or tell you, oh, you know, this is going to happen, this is going to happen. Not everything happens what people are expecting, and there's some also reasons to cry for a good reason as well. So, yes, there's some really beautiful moments in it. Justin, what's up? Uh, not much about what I what else I could say because I kind of covered all the bases. But it's uh, it's you know. Well, it's well besides having to sit next to Josh for three hours, what was it like for you, man? Bearable. Bearable. But the the movie was okay. I mean, it was it was the culmination of you know twenty years and twenty two movies you know all smashed together at the end there. Yeah. So uh, it was definitely a nice you know bow on the series. On there the you story. go. There you go. Now, Chad, same thing. You were sitting next to Justin, so I'm sorry again. But go ahead. As a fan. I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of it. Yes. I, I, and also someone with ADD, I never had a moment where I realized, like, oh, hey, I'm watching a movie. Like, I was invested the whole time. 
it, um, it, it does not drag. It won't make you. It's three feel, hours. Yeah. It's three hours, but it, it's the type of film that it goes by quick enough to the point where you don't feel like you were sitting in a theater for three hours. Yeah, you really don't. I got teary eyed a couple times. There was a couple people like legitimately bawling behind us. So don't feel bad if that's you guys. Just let it out. Bring some tissues. Like that's okay for yes. this movie. And, and there were some times where it's like dead quiet. And then you all hear you say, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a few uh, moments. Well, it reminds me of Infinity War where everybody, you know, when the ultimately thing happened and you would hear this, just the silence, but you hear this, oh. <laughs> yeah. Pe- people's oh. phones kept ringing during the movie and Chad would snap his fingers and then the, the ringing would stop. So we don't know what happened to them. Yeah. 50% of people lost their cell service yesterday. There you go, there you go. Absolutely. General thoughts, do you guys want to share your thoughts on the movie? I mean, just general thoughts on it. No spoilers, but any, you know, you guys see for the most part who have seen it and really liked it, you really enjoyed it? Did anyone else come close to predicting it that saw it? No, no, no. Good, see, that's why right, I got no, no worries, no worries. I just... I just want to add one more thing. For movies that are not typically nominated for, for Oscars, I believe that uh, Robert Downey Jr. gave an outstanding performance in this film. All of them pretty much did. He stood out the most to me, being a fan for so many years, and him really setting a road to what actors should really be, hardworking, you know, uh, method, whatever it is, he, he's done it before. And I believe this performance really just Yeah, I agree away. with you on that, for sure. Yeah, I now, believe he should be a strong candidate for the upcoming Oscars. Well, he's won an Oscar already. He's won an Oscar already. Oh, for that film, I mean. I know, but he did for Chaplin, but that's okay. It's to give him another, give him another. <laughs> hey, he's got all that Disney money he made, okay? He's got all that rocket money. That's magical 50 plus money, million yeah. Plus all the way, you know, it needs to break all the box office records in order <laughs> to go ahead and pay for Robert Downey Jr.'s salary. So this is, it's, it's just that simple. Looking for an edge the next time you take on your favorite video game? Then check out Vitabrace High Performance Gamer Wristbands. Packed with the power of fruit seed oil, Vitabrace is clinically proven to help improve performance, giving you a better gaming experience. Head to MiracleFruitOil.com and use the promo code MEDIA10 to get $10 off your Vitabrace purchase. Whether you're looking to beat the time on your latest speedrun, or are fighting your way to the top on your favorite multiplayer or battle royale, Vitabrace can help you reach your gaming goals. Buy Vitabrace today at MiracleFruitOil.com. That's MiracleFruitOil.com. Vitabrace. Win with it. Where is this going as far as the Marvel Cinematic Universe for you guys? Did Avengers Endgame make you more excited about what's to come in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Chad, you go first. Well, a wise man once told me that they were regarding superhero movies as westerns and that they thought that the period of superheroes might be moving on soon. And so, to me, this movie felt, I felt so much closure in this movie, like, a great sense of closure. I'm walking away from it going like, okay, like, like, you know, where do I go from, you know, this story was such a great epic, you know, and so it... It, is it the uh, is it the end of you know the superhero movies? Is this is going to usher in a new age of something we don't know. 
Uh, I don't know, but it, it was definitely, it felt, it felt like a lot of good closure. There's, there's a couple more stories I want to see play out, for sure. Well, Sony hopes not, because they've got Spider-Man oh, coming they up. Do, this, yeah. you know? Everybody's just going to say, okay, I'm done with superhero movies. That's going to bode, well, bode bad for Sony. It's, I mean, they're hoping to at least come to one more. Uh, oh, actually, a couple more with Venom coming up. But, Justin, your thoughts on where do you think uh, it will go now for the Marvel Cinematic viewers? Because they're going to tell new stories, apparently, from what, you know, what we're hearing from Kevin Feige and well, all that. In the movie, they show you, they, if you watch towards the end of the movie, they show you which threads they're going to go with okay. and you know, all that. If you pay attention, there's, there's, a, there's a ton of Easter eggs. Uh, uh, you, I would de definitely recommend seeing it twice just to pick up on all, yes. all the stuff. But uh, yeah, it was part, of the, part of the fun is not knowing. So you, don't, you can't tell where the story's going. So it's all brand new. So that's exciting. Josh, any words on it, man? Because oh, and then also Disney Plus. How many of you out there are going to get Disney Plus when it comes out later this year at seven bucks for November? It's got to have all the Marvel movies, going to have all the Star Wars, all the Simpsons. It's right there, right there for you. I mean, I saw some reluctant hands. Netflix up on killer, that. Netflix killer. Oh, no. I just want to see a quick show of hands. Who we, we always discuss this. Do you think that there is a Marvel movie burnout coming around here soon? Anyone? Yeah, you think so? Thank you, Doug. Doug raised his hand. <laughs> Doug. Um, yeah, so I obviously we know kind of what's coming around. Things that have been in production, rumored in production. Uh, uh, Black Widow movie. Black, yeah, Black Panther 2, Doctor Strange 2. Shang-Chi, Shang also uh, The Eternals. I mean, okay, you can't say, oh, well, we don't know what's coming up, and then you, you, know, you see all the trade papers say they signed Ange Angelina Jolie to, to, the, you know, to you know, be a part of the Eternals. So it's like, right, right. So I think we're going to see more expanded storytelling in the Disney, Disney Plus services, which could be a good or bad thing. Anyone a fan of the Netflix series? Daredevil, Jessica Jones. Anybody watch no. the series on all Netflix? Right, right. No, no, no love no. at all. Maybe that's why they're not longer on. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm seeing more. Uh, I, th I see Disney Plus as a good platform to kind of expand on a lot of the stuff that we have come to love with these heroes. But uh, I, I don't really want to make any predictions because they haven't really announced. Uh, you know, like they said, in, if you follow the movie, you can kind of see a little bit of thread they want to weave throughout the coming years. But they haven't made any announcements, and I'm excited to see like the big slate of movies coming around. Yeah. You want to come up? Going to come up here? Or? Absolutely. Say your name, and then also, what are you excited for in 2019 as well? Like I said, I, for me, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Okay. My name is uh, Professor Dan. I'm actually doing a panel tonight at seven o'clock. Um, and here's a little insight because you guys are talking about an amazing subject because Jace Hansen's going to be here. He's the one that's worked on all these movie special effects for Iron Man, Avengers, everything. So you guys are talking about what's going on for the future. He's already working on it. So I want you guys to pry the crap out of him and see if we can crack him because yes. uh, he just finished doing uh, Top Gun 2. And there's some other stuff, too, that he says he can't say, but he might be showing some stuff. So what you guys are talking about is so cool. And um, for the next, you know, I would love to see DC just raise the bar. I would love, you know, I, I wish... I wish Ryan Reynolds would come back as Green Lantern and make it even funnier like he's doing with the Deadpool, but I just don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I, I just like to see something different coming from DC because Marvel just raised the bar so freaking high. Aquaman was like, eh, it was okay, but it would just be nice to see something come from that. Did you see the end credit scene in Deadpool 2? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I, I don't. I don't know if Green Lantern's coming back, yeah. but that'd be. <laughs> I, I, I don't think. I don't think he'll be. Subject. I don't think he's coming back. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. think Warner Brothers is opening It'd up their cool. doors anytime cool. soon to him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. No, no problem. Thank you. Great question. Thank you. All right. So, Stereo Monroy. So about eight more. 
So, Stereo Monroy, tell us your thoughts on what's coming up as far as your thoughts and the Marvel Cinematic. Are you still excited after going to see Endgame? Do you think, are you done? Are you burnt out? You're, are you still excited to see more? Are you still excited for that next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't think I'm burnt out. Uh, I mean, all the movies in recent years are, have, have been a lot, and they've all been like insanely good movies. But I, I think we're going to get a different approach going into... Uh, Phase four, obviously we don't know. We, we haven't seen a timeline uh, like we did a few years ago with these next coming movies. All we, all's we know is uh, rumors, and I don't know if that's going to be enough to plant a movie you know, anywhere, but I'm excited for like a next Doctor Strange or something like that. I think that'd be really cool. I think there might be a drop-off in terms of like... Uh, because they have the bar up here, I think the bar might go just a little lower after this movie, but no one knows. The bar has been set high now. Let me ask you this, Jamie. Do you think it will ever get to the heights of Avengers Endgame? Because I'm the numbers guy. When it comes to the show, if you ever listen to our show, Josh is the ideal wait, 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 real quick. In, uh, I want to see a show of hands. Do you think that box office numbers determines the quality of a film? Didn't say it returns the quality, but, no. but it's see, also... See, they know what I'm talking about. I never say, I never say it determines the quality. I'll, I just, I'll fight you on this until I die. But there's a lot of films that have been a lot of money that shouldn't have. But it also, it also you know, generates... When, you, when a lot of people go see it, or there's a lot of buzz behind it, it maybe their opinions on they want to go see it. It just tells that there's an interest in it. When you see a lot of people going to something, there's an interest on it. Whether whether or not that's a good or bad film, because like for instance, Jurassic last year, that was a pretty much a pan movie from beginning to end. And I've talked to a lot of people that have been around, you know, that have seen it and they can't stand the movie, yet it garnered over $1.4 billion. So it there must be a lot of people out there that still had a great affinity to go see the film and enough to the point where it generated that type of money. Now, it doesn't have to be a good film to, to get all these people in the door. It just has to be a film that everybody wants to talk about. So True. when it comes to Marvel, man, my friend, your thoughts on, you know, is, it, is there still going to be excitement for you, and do you think it'll ever get back to Endgame? You know, the levels and the so. hype and the money and all that stuff. I hope we can get back to that, but realistically, I don't know. that. Like you guys already said, that bar was set really high, but there is a glass ceiling that could be broken. So, yeah. I mean, but we have no idea what that's going to be yet. Yeah. We really don't. No, that's true, because it could be anything as far as Shang-Chi, when it comes to the Eternals, or the X-Men. You know what, guys? What's going to happen? When do you think the X-Men will be integrated? Because now they're in the... Ha they're, uh, everybody, the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, everybody outside of Namor and the Hulk, but everybody outside of Namor is really much into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, technically, because they're all now part of Disney. So when do you think Kevin Feige and Marvel are going to start integrating the whole concept of the Fantastic Four and X-Men. My first, I'm thinking first that Fantastic Four is a priority because <laughs> they, they just have such a bad rep at this point. Yeah. Marvel's done such a good job of really thinking everything out. And uh, as far as planning and integrating X-Men into uh, the Marvel Universe, what I kept in mind was Josh Brolin has two pretty significant roles in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. At which point will he be able to just stick to one character is, is my question. Being that like they do plan out everything really on detail and X-Men, as for, for as long as they've been around, I haven't heard anything of, of them being implemented into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh no, but they will. 
You don't have those properties that not get them integrated, like a secret right. wars or that type of deal. That might be the next cataclysmic event that gets people in the door in those mass numbers. I was just, that, to piggyback off of that, I was just thinking like, you know, they did with the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Maybe they do it into the Disney-verse where we see Jedis and the X-Men fighting alongside the Avengers. Exactly. Uh, oh, it's called Disney Infinity. It's, yes, Disney yeah, Infinity. Unfortunately, it died. You're about to make a lot of people really angry, Chad. Well, yes. no, no, this is all in theory, guys. Hey, my, hey, my girls, Arwen and Ellen, they love Disney Infinity to this day. And, oh, so to, and, and as you go into Retro City Games, and as I walk in, Some and I see it right there on the right-hand side, all the the characters that are there that, yeah, that you know, Doug can't give away at this point. It's just depressing because Disney Infinity had such high hopes. Had a, it was a great game, a great concept, and a great sandbox, and unfortunately didn't come to pass or didn't sell enough for Disney. So, Octavio, one last thought as far as your, your, you know, your thoughts on the, uh, what's going on for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I want to see a Marvel toy in Toy Story 4. That's what I want to see. There you go. Yeah. Oh, a great suggestion. There you go. That would be amazing. We need the Iron Man toy. Yep. Yep. Something yep. like there. that. More toys from Marvel. Hey, what I want to see is Avengers Endgame is really just an awesome time from beginning to end. I hope you will enjoy it. I hope if you haven't seen it yet that you will make your way out to the theaters. It is doing record numbers. But if you have any questions on Avengers Endgame, share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com or popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, Game Source, Go Brothers Gaming, and Topic Apocalypse, and Hyperschmidt on all your social media as well. Well, enough for me talking right now for a few minutes. We're going to be talking about a lot of good stuff when it comes to video games, video game soundtracks coming up. But first, we have an awesome musical guest coming up right now. Check it out, my friends, everywhere, Level Up Expo, and also as well, worldwide on radio. It's our good friend, Vidya. Hey, we're going to the Marvelous Cosmos event. We're going to play a few songs for you guys. I hope you guys like Mountain. I hope you guys like video games. Either way, you're going to enjoy the music. Uh, we're going right into a whole bunch of Street Fighter fans. This is Guy Olsteen. Oh. <laughs>
You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Get ready for Kitty Origins Evolutions, the latest documentary from Rob McCallum. Thrusted into heavy metal stardom as teenagers with their debut release, Kitty has thrashed and conquered the heavy metal world for the past 20 years. Kitty has defied industry norms, fought back against women and rock stereotypes, and inspired generations since they appeared. And now, for the first time, they've decided to share their untold story. Generously peppered with archival footage shot by the band, this film gives you an honest and brutal look at what it takes to survive in the music industry. Order the DVD, Blu-ray, and live CD triple pack that features recordings from throughout their 20-year illustrious history from RobMcCallumFilms.com. RobMcCallumFilms.com, your place for awesome stories about awesome people and films worth watching. This is the only non-video game we're going to do, but this is the only, the second non-video game song we've done. Uh, it's just a season for it. You guys should know it. You either want to know it and love it, or don't know it and hate it because of the dumb amount of hype. So this is for the King of the North. back with the pop culture cosmos my name is gerald glassford coming right back at you here you know what it just came out this week and no we're not talking about days gone because unfortunately days gone is going to meet a very quick end even though there was a lot of advertising for it there was a lot of money behind it just delays and delays the guys are here to talk to me now about and talk to you out there right now about what's going on with the gaming scene and mortal kombat 11 
Doug, I'm gonna start with you from Retro City Games. First off, if Dave's gone, what went wrong? I haven't gotten much hands-on time with it. Obviously, with it just coming out, was it yesterday? And yes. <laughs> I, took too long to come out, I think. It was, it's, it's one of those games they announced, what, five years ago? Yeah. I, I think it's kind of like a Crackdown 3 type scenario where it yeah. couldn't live up to the hype. There's, there's nothing that game could have done to be as good or as grand as they, everybody expected it to be. Uh, exactly. And just unfortunately, like I said, it's going to be one of those games where it's pretty much sent out to die, right? Yeah, I don't think it's a bad game from what I've played slash seen. It's just, it's not that the story even seems that bad or not well fleshed out. It's just, it, it's not going to be as epic as it could. Yeah, it's, it's set up for failure. And also doesn't help when World War Z comes out, what, last week? Yeah, console release dropped the same time. And yeah, and that's a, that is actually on all the different consoles. Got pretty solid reviews and is actually cheaper than another game called Days Gone <laughs> uh, in the zombie genre. Battleborn? Anyone? There you go. Yeah, yeah. You remember that game? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's right, Overwatch. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> One thing I do want to talk to you about is Mortal Kombat 11. Have you had any time with it? Or what are your, actually, the people that are coming in to your store, what are they saying about Mortal Kombat 11? So the hype is pretty real on Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, I, everybody seems to be talking about the walks in the shop. I've only played about 15 matches. I, I like it. I don't know if I love it. I, I feel it's, it makes all the same mistakes the last game made. And, you know, they, they traded off the x-ray system for the fatal blow. And I feel it just, I mean, some of those fatal blows are like, what, 10, 12 seconds long. So it feels like almost like I'm waiting for the next match to start. And it's, I feel like it just breaks up the pacing of the game because Mortal Kombat plays so fast. And it always has. Would you say, is it longer than the Laura Croft death scenes in Tomb Raider? <laughs> I don't know for that long. But for a fighting game, it's pretty atrocious. I mean, it just, it, it, like we were talking about this before the, before the panel, it's, it, even the, the fatal blows, they feel like they were like leftover fatalities. It feels like they didn't know what to do with these, and they're almost better than the fatalities in the sense of like how bloody and gory and how over the top they are. It's so by the time like you get to the end of the match... Brutalities almost is what it seems like. Yeah, by the time you get to the end of the match, you like, don't even want to bother because you've already done something way worse to the person 10 times in the last 20 minutes. Well, that's one thing I want to ask is how important is it still on the esports scene? I mean, you guys at Go Brothers Gaming are, are really into the esports scene here in Las Vegas. You're at the HyperX Arena every now and then. You're also at Gameworks. You're all over the city when it comes to running special fence, including our most recent Retro City Games charity game night, which you know a lot of proceeds and a lot of money went to three awesome charities here in town. Your thoughts on if Mortal Kombat can actually be still that type of game that resonates with an esports audience? Well, I've, I've been hearing, obviously, the hype for it just coming out and all that thing, all that kind of thing. I hear that the new combo system is pretty fun. It's, it's a little more sort of like pattern-based compared to what it was before. Has there been a lot of talk about it? Has, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've been hearing you know, things here and there, and uh, they say it's a lot faster, like he was saying earlier, and it's, it's a little smoother, I guess, when you want to combo it out. But uh, I don't know. I, I haven't been sort of hearing, you know, like it's, it's not a street fighter. It's, not a, like it's, it's up there in competitiveness yeah. now compared to what they used to be. But, uh, Same th you agree, Eric, or no? No? My... Uh, my thoughts on Mortal Kombat have remained the same for many, many years. To me, it's not the greatest fighting game <laughs> on the market. Uh, I believe it's a lot of nostalgia. They've, they've changed a lot of the, um, the format of what people used to love and try to bring it back, but it just doesn't come out the same. Uh, as my brother said, uh, there's new and exciting aspects of the game, but I don't feel like it remains loyal to what it was when it first came out. 
All right, Stereo Monroy, tell you what, in the mortal words of what you see all the time on their commercials, you're next. Get over here! But uh, in that case, do you think, well, you've actually played Mortal Kombat 11. I have, about as much as Doug said he had, yeah. so around there. What are your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts, honestly, I had a thought last night, so we discussed Mortal Kombat a little bit in the last couple days, but... I had a thought last night how I said that Endgame was the love letter to the fans. Yeah. I feel like Mortal Kombat's almost trying to tread down that same little alley mm-hmm. with it going back with its time travel bits and you know things like that. So it's giving you like the 90s nostalgia from back when the movie was popular and things like that. Well, the general consensus for Mortal Kombat 11 is that the general game of it, the online experience is great, the general game is good. It's when you have to go through and grind fest to get different things, different costumes, uh, new abilities, level up. Absolute grind fest. I posted something just a few days ago. I mean, what did it say? It cost you near, what was it, three or $6,000 if you wanted to buy every skin? Microtransactions. As opposed to grinding for everything. Who who here loves microtransactions? I don't know anybody that does. Anybody? Nobody? No, I, yeah, it's, nobody it's a, loves it. It's no, 6, nobody 000. in here works for Epic, so that's why. Well, but that's a free-to-play game. That's a different story, okay? If you have a free-to-play game like Apex Legends or Fortnite, and then you're offering microtransactions, that's different because that's how that game is going to be able to be sustainable. If you're offering 60 bucks, like I've always talked to Doug, you know, if I walk to, up to Retro City Games and say, on top of all the great used merchandise you should buy there, I'm gonna go ahead and buy a brand new copy of Mortal Kombat 11, that's still $60 retail. I mean, and then you want me to go ahead and spend another $100 in microtransactions on top of it, that's just way too much. So, I mean, the way I look at it is, is, is content behind a paywall or is it a skin? Like, if it's almost like an expansion back in the day and it's on the disc, you know, where you just buy a PC game, six months later an expansion comes out, they work that six months to put out a new product for you, I don't mind the expansion. With things, you know, like Street Fighter V and stuff like that, where there were things locked on disc that you unlocked, you just had to pay, get out of a paywall, that I'm not a fan of. But if it's just buy a skin here, buy a skin there, the player doesn't have to do that. It doesn't change the experience by not buying it. How do you, how do you feel about stuff like, I know in Assassin's Creed you can pay to, to uh, get like skill points to level up your characters or to go find all the, the treasures on the map. How do you feel about stuff like that that just shortens the game time? In competitive games, I'm against it because it gives you that edge. But in a single-player mode, let the person decide what they want to yeah. do. It's not me to dictate how they want to play the game. I think it's the same as like a cheat code. I mean... Should we take cheat codes out as well? I mean, it's, it's. I mean, yeah, you have to pay for it. But if somebody wants to do that, if they're stuck in a spot and want to spend a couple bucks to not have to spend 20 hours grinding and getting better, and they just want to play, right? It's just the the idea of taking an 80-hour game and turning it into a 12-hour game. If you're someone who only gets a couple hours a day to play video games, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's it's. But again, that's that's a person's you know own prerogative. I mean, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't do it personally, but I'm not gonna force another person one way or the other. Right, uh, Tony. Let me ask you this. Have you ever played Mortal Kombat? Yes. Okay. All right. Sweet. <laughs> Let me ask you this. When it comes to Mortal Kombat, is it the definitive fighting game in video games of all time? The best video game fighting game franchise as a whole? I'm going to say no. For me, it's Street Fighter. I think that is definitive to me. I think that's the one that still continuously to this day, people are recognized with it. But a lot of others think that Mortal Kombat revolutionized the genre when it first came out in the 90s up in the ante. So I want to hear your thoughts. No, I, I don't think it's it's the um, greatest fighting game series of all time. I mean, I just, I don't even think it's competitive scene keeps up with something like Street Fighter or, or Smash in recent years. I think Smash is a, a fantastic, uh, like, 
fighting game, and I think that that would beat out Mortal Kombat in terms of numbers any day, at least nowadays. Um, I think it used to be great, but in terms of this game, I don't know. I've seen a lot of hype for it, um, especially because it's what it's on the Switch, right? Yes. 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 So I've, I, I like to see how buggy that is on the Switch. I, mean, I, I love my Switch, but you know, try running Skyrim on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth as butter. Exactly. <laughs> Keyword I, try. Yes. I, and then I play online. I've heard some good things from personal friends or, and things like that, that some people in the competitive Mortal scene Kombat, like the idea of uh, Mortal Kombat on the Switch because it's a game that, it's a fighting game that they could take on the go with them when they're traveling or something like that for an event, which I think that's cool. But try Mortal Kombat, that's what I was going to say, Mortal Kombat Online on the Switch. I've just, that, that to me just spells disaster. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, is that... Whose fault is that? Is that Mortal Kombat's or is that the Switch? No, that's, it's a netcode issue. It's, you're talking about what Nintendo and, and whatnot. But, you know, it's a money grab. It's a money grab for your fault Warner for Brothers. On the Switch. <laughs> exactly. But I wanted to say something about the uh, Grindfest versus paying for something. As long as there's the option to get something for free in the game and you have to work for it, I think that's a lot better than it just being stuck behind a paywall. There's someone out there that just doesn't want to that want, has money sitting in their back pocket that, is, that can buy it. But there's also people out there that have the, get the satisfaction of working for something that they want. And if it's, like Doug said, if it's like a skin or something, more power to them. But it's not going to change the, the pace or anything like that. It's like Overwatch. You still pay for Overwatch. Overwatch isn't free. But you have the option of buying loot boxes in it that give you skins. So, Josh, I'm going to ask you the last question. I appreciate your thoughts on that, Tony. Last question to ask you, my friend, when it comes to Mortal Kombat, should the series continue? Is 11 a good time to stop? Is there ever a good time to stop any video game franchise? If it makes money and people are playing it and it's got hype behind it, they're not going to not make more of them. Look at Final Fantasy has been going on for years. and it, Every entry has been equally good. So, I mean, if it's something that people are still willing to pay... Each entry has been equally as good? What are you getting at? Well, I don't know. You guys had a discussion yet. You and Tony, as oh, far as you and, do I think, was, was yeah. 15 really worth the wait? Yeah. No, but uh, it <laughs> it wasn't online, so that was good. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. You were saying Final Fantasy. What did you say? Which one? 15 was good. It was a good game. All those fighting wars. I'm here fighting. I fight, fight, fight. <laughs> hey, he has a guitar. But getting, getting back to is Mortal Kombat the best though? Can I throw something in there? Like, is there yeah. really a, like a a one-on-one like 2D fighter that's more fun? If you eliminate the competitive scene, if you eliminate the esports, like, is there really any other game that you can jump in with your friends and have more fun than Mortal Kombat? I mean, literally all the way back from the Super Nintendo now. Even if you're just mashing buttons, you still might actually get like like you said the X-ray it, it or looks, anything like that. It looks, looks cool. pretty. It looks good. I mean, it's 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 got fun characters. I mean. It adds, you know, the crypt system in some of the games, and you know, it's just—I mean, there's even been single-player, like Sub-Zero, you know, type games. Like, it's—it's really one that's more fun for the casual person. I think that depends on what you're into. If you're into Mortal Kombat characters, yeah, but if you're into like Marvel characters, can you pick up? You want to play Marvel vs. Capcom? Can you pick up Street Fighter and have just as much fun as as a person who's not really into fighters? Sorry, just have some input on the uh, comment about um, being able to pick up a like Street Fighter or newer fighting games and have as much fun with them as, uh, say, like Mortal Kombat. Um, I do play locally in the competitive scene, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the newer fighting games actually have tech or like uh, the way the games work. You can literally pick up and mash your way through. Like you're not going to be top tier, but you can still have fun with it. Case in point, Dragon Ball Fighters. That's yeah, Yeah. And that is like world-renowned, well-known. Like anybody can pick that up. Anybody knows Dragon Ball. 
I'd say like 10 times over than anybody knows Mortal Kombat, so. Hey, what if Dragon Ball and Mortal Kombat had a baby and actually you had to go ahead and had to combine like that? You do the Dragon Ball physics no, and, actually that, and then no, all of a sudden at no, the end you do God, a fatality? No, no, no. no we I already, hear abomination. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that would be gross, maybe. Do you not remember but, the abomination? But first off, thank you so much for, uh, give him a big hand. Give him a big hand right there for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having Great question. Great question but indeed. But to feed off that, do you not remember the DC Universe cross Mortal Kombat? Yeah, let's yeah. not go there. Yeah, All right, okay. That's why, we don't, that's why we don't talk about those things. That's but why Kevin we don't Smith talk. wrote All the story. Right, okay. Mom's the word on that one. <laughs> he, he, it, shall, it, shall, it shall not be named. Yes. Oh. yes. All right, but it is, like I said, Mortal Kombat 11 is out. I want to hear everyone's thoughts, not only here in, at Level Up Expo, but if you're out there and listening to us and you want to go ahead and share your thoughts on Mortal Kombat 11, are you enjoying it? Do you, do you still want to go ahead and see the series continue? Is Mortal Kombat something that you really enjoy? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, or popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, Go Brothers Gaming, Retro City Games, Topicocalypse, Humanica Media on social media as well. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. It is Pop Culture Cosmos Live, but we've got another great musical guest for us with us here today. We just truly appreciate them for coming on the stage right now. It is Serious Damage. Damage, everyone. But I gotta ask you guys first: your favorite video game soundtrack? Chris, I want your thoughts on this too, my friend. Well, I think we have different opinions, but I would say Final Fantasy VII. There you go, Final Fantasy VII. Come on, go up on the stage, you know so. There you go. <laughs> 
Uh, for me, it's uh, my home girl, Yoko Shimomura. So Kingdom Hearts all the way. Ah, very good. Hey guys, when I ask you real quick. But like uh, personally, and I actually talk about this a lot at my shows, is uh, what most people don't realize is you're more likely your first uh, instance where you hear beautiful music comes from a video game, regardless if you recognize that or not. But more likely when you were a kid, you played a game and a game like touched you. And that's like super important. Uh, and growing up, I mean, it was a huge influence of mine, even though I'm, a, I'm all into metal and all that stuff. But video game is just as important to me. Um, I hope Yoko Shimomura up there with some of my favorite metal bands, same with Nobu, Nobu Umatsu too. So uh, to me, really music equally as important as any other musical form, and it is the modern day classical music as well. Justin, let's start with you. A favorite video game, you know, soundtrack that's just really just touched you as far as the game player is concerned. Oh, all right, since you put it that way, I'm gonna go with uh, Witcher 3, soundtrack nice. for Witcher 3. Doug, you've played it more than your share, or maybe just one or two video games in your lifetime. I've never heard of video games. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so I'm gonna cheat and say two. I think on like the classical sense, Koji Kondo uh, with A Link to the Past. I thought it was like pushing chiptune to the limits, but as far as like what I throw on a CD player and listen to, and we play in the store all the time, Jet Set Radio. Like that perfect mix of like. Yeah. There you go, good call, very yeah. good call. <laughs> My favorite, I would have to say Half-Life. No, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding guys. That's, that's, I think that's a terrible soundtrack. It, uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I, Kingdom Hearts 1 was definitely my favorite soundtrack all the way. Nice, there you go. Josh? Joshy? Jerry. Uh, no, I think that there are certain elements to a game that make it you know, come together perfectly. I think the soundtrack is amongst the most important. And I always love the Brave Fencer Musashi soundtrack. And then I listen to the uh, something about the Le Breath of the Wild soundtrack. It just it calms me down anytime I'm playing it. Like I'm sitting at my computer and I'll turn it on. I'll just it relaxes me. I don't know what it is. Darn it, Josh, you took mine. That was mine. Oh, I'm it, sorry. It, I, like, I take it back. But it, for the same reason, it's very tranquil. It's like calming and just soothing. Right. It's good. It's just background music. It's good. How about you, Tony? It's a tough question, but um, uh, something I. I still listen to every now and then is the soundtrack from the Sonic Adventure series. Not only one, but also two. There you go. Got a big hand for that. All right. You're popular now, man. How about you, Mr. Jamie? Don't blow his head up. You know, I'm going to throw you a curveball since Josh took mine, and that's really what I was going to say. I've been sitting here the whole time thinking of it. What's yours? I love the Mass Effect series, Did especially original Mass Effect. I also very much enjoy the Uncharted series because it just it, it provides that ambiance as far as what's going on during the course of the game. But I'd probably say Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like going and like storming a castle when I hear that song. Listen to Patrick Stewart one more time as he tells me to go ahead and, you know, fight Oblivion. Yes. So for me, it's Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Eric? For me, it's a lost gem on the N64 called Mystical Ninja. I love that game to death, and what I love about it most is that it incorporates a lot of the cultural Japanese music, and along with high-intensity beats, it's, it's really just, uh, it captivated me as a young child, so that's hands down my favorite soundtrack. And Octavio. Well, he kind of, I don't know, everyone kind of said they're already pretty good ones. Jet Set Radio, Eric with Mystical Ninja, uh, and they already said Legend of Zelda, so kind of all of those. 
I don't know, Legend of Zelda series in general overall, like through the years, that they've all had their own little Majora's Mask. I liked it. Well, those are some great thoughts. I'll tell you about each and every one of you guys out there. And anybody, does anybody have any suggestions on their favorite video game soundtrack? All right. Woo! So there are quite a couple I can think of. One's Tekken 2 soundtrack, yeah. especially June's theme. That's Good call. That one's really awesome. But any Persona soundtrack in particular. Ooh. Nice. Especially in particular the one Friday Free or Five, those are standouts. Especially for any battle themes, those were always really great. Thank you again. Thank you. So you guys didn't say Pokemon though. Oh. I thought about it. Oh. We're all fired. She should take over. We're done. Yeah. Sorry guys. Pack it up, guys. Uh, excellent, excellent. Give her a big hand as well. There you go. I really gotta say the two big games that Naughty Dog's made, the Uncharted series soundtracks, yeah. and and the one of them all, uh, the Last of Us. Oh. Last of Us. Last of Us. Oh, nice. Yeah. Are, you, Are you excited for Last of Us too? Oh yes. All right, that's awesome. Give him a big hand. Woo! I'm a big Naughty Dog fan right there for you. You Naughty Dog. <laughs> okay, so obviously Nobuo Yomatsu, who does Final Fantasy, yeah. but. No, uh, people don't really talk about him as much, but David Wise, he does Donkey Kong Country music. Oh, oh, oh. And then Grant Kirkhope, he does uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Donkey Kong 64. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Great choices, great choices. Got a couple more right here for you. Go ahead. My favorite music track is, there's a game called Terraria. Terraria, it's like a, it's like a Minecraft. Woo! Woo! Good call, nice one. And a Halo. There you go, there you go. There you go. Give him a big hand right there for you. Yes, yes, Terraria, great choice. My first video game soundtrack stuck with me throughout the years. Um, Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Oh, yes. Excellent choices there. You know what? Give everybody that put in their thoughts a big hand. Yes, yes. If you have a favorite video game soundtrack out there listening to us, share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com or any one of our great friends and popculturecosmos on all of our social media outlets as well. well we're going to close out our show with some final thoughts on what pop culture property you're looking forward to the most this year. Real quick, Justin, he's thinking about it. Might take a couple minutes. He's not, he's, okay, wait, pass on him. Doug? I'm probably one of the four people that would say this, but Rage 2. I love id as a developer. I think I'll Rage one was of those way four. better than, a, than everybody made it out to be. Although it wasn't, it wasn't a great racing game. It wasn't a great open world game. It was mm -hmm. a decent version of both. And I'm pretty excited to see what they're going to do with the second one. Chad? As far as games go, Borderlands 3 for sure. Woo! All right. Oh, yeah. uh, go ahead, Josh. The Showtime show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. should be good. Uh, yeah, I so. want Pokemon on the Switch, like a, a mainline Pokemon entry. Yeah. All right. Super stoked about that. Go ahead, Tony. Borderlands. There you go. There you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Jamie. Borderlands. All right. Border you know what? Borderlands is going to do mega, 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 mega dollars then if everybody's so excited for it. Oh, man. I, I can't contain it, so I'm going to listen really quickly. Henry Cavill as Gerald in from The Witcher later yes, on this year. Yes, There you go. Henry Cavill also to be announced as the next Bond. You are a Henry Cavill fan, man. I am. I'm uh, a huge yeah, okay. fan. Uh, <laughs> he is very good. Okay. Uh, Sorry you can't do a mustache right, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Digi digitally erase it. There you go. Uh, either one, an uh, emulator for the Switch for N64 or a console to be released. Will there be a mini? 
Okay. I, I just feel really nostalgic about that. Well, kind of took it like four times, but Borderlands 3, obviously, yes. Those are all some great thoughts. If you out there have your thoughts on what you're looking forward to most in pop culture for the rest of 2019, share us your thoughts out there, popculturecosmosyahoo.com, or any of our social media outlets as well. I want to first thank Level Up Expo, and I also want to thank also the incredible crowd here today for being a part of our first Pop Culture Cosmos Live panel here at the Level Up Expo. You guys and gals have been so tremendous to us today. I also want to give a big shout out to both Vedius and Serious Damage for playing their awesome music here today as well. I also want to thank Octavia and Eric from Go Brothers Gaming. Give them a big hand. They're available. Go Brothers Gaming on social media for all your esports events. Yep. Tony and Jamie Monroy from Game Source. My good friend, my fellow host, Josh Peterson. Give him a big hand as well. Topicocalypse, humanicandmedia.com. He does a lot of great video projects there. Chad from Hyperschmidt, he was going to perform this weekend with True Die. Our best thoughts to True Die. Unfortunately, he had a medical emergency, so Chad's here by himself. But you want to check out his awesome music, all of his great tunes. That's Hyperschmidt, H-Y-P-E-R-S-C-H-M-I-T-T. Hyperschmidt on all social media. Are also one of our great friends. He's been with me for a long time. I cannot thank him enough. And also Nicole Galgazian. And congratulations to them on the birth of their son, Jack. Woo. It's Douglas Horrible from Metro City Games. Awesome. He, you know, he's always running great deals, great events, and plus, he's always told me from day one since I met him that he's always just wanted to be a part of the gaming community. That's all he asked for. You guys have been so great to him, and he's been so great to us as not only just a follower, a great sponsor for us, he's on all of our shows, just, we just cannot thank him enough. Also, Rob McCallum Films, and also, as well, I want to give a big shout to my friend Rob McCallum. Check out his stuff going on, robmccallumfilms.com. And of course, Vitabrace from Miracle Food Oil. Miracle Food Oil, cannot thank enough for, for all they do for us as a great sponsor. And then last but not least, Justin, give him a big hand from Topicocalypse. Big dope. All right, all right. Part of the Topicocalypse crew, that's Topicocalypse, which I know nobody will be able to spell out there, but it is Topicocalypse, all available on all the major podcast outlets. So for Serious Damage, so for Vidius, so for Octavio, Eric, Jamie, Tony, Josh, Chad, Douglas, and Justin. This is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture Cosmos. We thank you so much right here at the Level Up Expo for listening. And here's hoping you have yourselves a great day. Thank you, everyone. See you,